Hello. Welcome back. It's me, Sarah. And I'm recording at a different time. Usually I record while the boys are napping in the middle of the day on my days I'm home from the shop. But this morning I got up and everybody's asleep while Parker's at the gym. And I just, I was like, I have so much that needs to like come out. So wrapping up this whole aging well series. So if my voice, I guess that's why I preface that. I should say that my voice sounds different. That's part of it. I'm just waking up, but it's just real over here. I just took a sip of coffee and I'm starting the day. And literally this is where my brain was. It's like, you need to go get this out for people to ingest. So with the aging well series, I've had a lot of fun doing it because I've been able to engage and grow myself. And then it's turned into these like really interesting conversations at the shop with clients, whether they listen to the podcast or not. Like I talk about it, like, Hey, on the podcast, I'm talking about this. Like, what are your thoughts? And I cut as much as this is like the final episode, quote unquote, I actually am kind of deciding that it's not the final episode. I, I don't know that I'm going to continue with the narrative on here just being around aging, but throughout the lifetime of it, I might pepper in like a little segment on, Hey, we're going to do like an aging well series and, or aging well episode. And I'm going to bring on so-and-so I have this to talk about. So keep that in mind as episodes come out going forward. This is kind of how I'm going to do it because the topic really is so poetically perfect with what I do as a hairdresser, with what I do with my energy work business. And it also is really, I think, just supported by all of you who do listen. I think everybody can benefit from it. And having the conversation continue on is exactly what is going to help with the aging process from what I have really gathered. Because talking about this topic is what's bringing in a lot of ease for people. Just knowing that there's other people who can relate or have similar experiences with the hardships of aging or whatever comes up as we get older, that is the ease. And so I just want to keep that going because I think there's something here. I don't know what exactly, but I do think something's here. It's funny because... I asked this sweet gal, I've done her hair pretty much my entire career and she's 87. She's adorable. She's the cutest, sweetest little like Southern twang. And I, I asked her, I said, Hey, like, cause she's so cute. Like she loves to get her hair done. She has not had any work done ever. She puts on the lipstick. She still wears her makeup. Like she does it, you know, at 87. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say she looks 87. She looks great. But I asked her, I said, Hey, like, what do you think the hardest part about aging is? She kind of paused and we had a really, really great conversation about it. But she said, it's the outside stuff. doesn't match the inside. (laughs) She's like, that is the hardest part. And I said, well, what would you have done different? And she said, well, it's nice because all of you have people to see with like Facebook and this Instagram and these TikToks. So cute hearing her. She's like, you have people to see to get ideas of what to do with. She said, 
with my era, I didn't. She said, you were given a magazine and you saw stuff on the news once that came out. She said, but you just, you did what your neighbors did. You only had that as your point of reference. And I just thought it was like the most interesting concept because I mean, I've thought of that, but I didn't realize it. And so she, she was saying, we were kind of elaborating the conversation and she was sharing with me that, you know, being able to see how other people do things is so helpful because she did, she didn't know that there were all these different laser treatments and injectables, like all these things weren't around, but even if they were around, they wouldn't have known that they were around because women were told to look one way, which was skinny and put together. And she's not like the skinniest woman and never has been, but she's, she takes care of herself. She goes to the gym still like, um, and so it was, it was cute. Cause I asked her, I said, so have you heard much about the Pamela Anderson situation? She's like, she's like, no. And so I kind of showed her the pictures and I told her and, you know, it's funny because it's elaborated into this thought for me after talking with this dear client of mine. And I want to say her name so bad because it's just like the perfect name for who she is. Um, but I'm not, but, um, we have really shifted in very recent months, I would say into women having different points of reference and different ways of approaching or thinking or supporting themselves. And visually in the media, I, I love that there are these women for us to see as women. And I am targeting women in this conversation because men have always had an array of like examples on how they can look as they get older. They've had the Bruce Willis's, they've had the um, George Clooney's, they've had the Matthew McConaughey, like kind of look like they've always had these male figures through the decades. And, you know, it's like, they're okay to have wrinkles. They can have gray hair. They don't have to have gray hair. They can be muscly. They can be thin. They can be a little bit heavier. Like there has always been that. But for the the feminine or the women in the world, you know, it's like we really just saw kind of one or two ways of aging. And with Pamela Anderson and like her whole like coming out at Paris Fashion Week with these beautiful dresses and very like tailored and put together looks that didn't coincide with a put together face and put together hair. It was so like, I don't know, it was very iconic because I think what we realized for me and in some of the conversations I've had with people, it's just another way for us to see how to do it. And like I, I have said this with a few people in conversation about Pamela Anderson and I really admire her, especially after watching her documentary on Netflix and then the little docu-series they had on um, Hulu. Like I, I wouldn't say that I like idolize her, but I really respect her because even in her heyday of being on Playboy, like being this like scantily, like sexy, booby, like makeup -y. She was, she was polarizing at that time. She was living so authentically in who she was. She was proud of her body. She showed it off. She liked to dress it up. Like there was just this thing she was doing that was very opposite from what women were allowed to do 
as openly. And fast forward, she's still doing it. It just looks a lot different. So here she is in her older era. And we would probably anticipate that she'd still have makeup on. She'd be doing a ton of work on herself, like with plastic surgery or whatever. And she's not. She's just being so authentically her that she's like, I don't want to wear makeup and get my hair done. And I know living in her small hometown, I think it's in Canada, um, probably has some like layer of effect. But at the core of it, like Pamela Anderson has just always been herself and lived that. And I applaud it because not all of us always have the bravery to do it, but it's nice in the media world of having her as an example for other women to reference because I do have women that I meet who don't like to wear makeup and do come in for haircuts, but really don't do much with their hair. But you can see that they some of them dress well still. And then there's a larger population. I would say that probably like dress the way that they physically feel and talking to them doesn't match. So again, like we were talking with my one client earlier in the conversation, like the outside doesn't match the inside, but I'm hoping that having that example in the media or for us to reference conversationally or visually back with Pamela Anderson, we can say like, you can wear the designer clothes and not wear any makeup and not do your hair. If that makes you feel good and it matches like who you are on the inside, do that. I don't know. I'm like very passionate about this just because as a hairdresser, people come in with like photos and they want their hair to look like this. And sometimes I'm like, do you want to look like the person or do you want your hair to look like that? And it, it's always like this pause and they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that hair is beautiful, but that is not what your hair is really like on track to do because you're a blonde and she is like a really dark brunette. Like it's going to be really hard to maintain that. It's going to fade, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I just, I love having this point of reference with Pamela Anderson and the aging process for women to like look at and Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee, guys. This is so funny that I'm recording this right now. But um, the other part that I really have loved too was, um, I want to say, I got to find this article. I'm going to find it. It's like, I'm going to put it on my to-do list and share it somewhere. Um, there was an article that came out, I want to say like a year, year and a half ago, maybe with Sarah Jessica Parker. And personally, I really do have like a girl crush on her because sex in the city and her hair, her clothing, like I just, I love her. I think she is, she's like my goal for aging. I don't look like her physically, but just, I like how she's approaching it. Um, but her hairstylist and her came out with an article talking about like her aging process with her hair. And it spoke so like perfectly to my hairdresser soul because I was really in this belief that was opposite of what we were being taught or not opposite, but just not in alignment with what I was taught when I was in hair school with how we approach gray hair. Now I, I do what my clients and I like consult and do. So not everybody follows the same methodology, but 
I do believe in giving women the option with their gray hair of how to cover it. A lot of us in hair school were taught you see gray hair, you put um, permanent color on it. Now, under a certain percentage, you put semi-permanent, but there wasn't this dance ever of like, hey, like if they want like a softer grout, could you just do this or could you blend the gray or could you just do a heavy low light instead of doing a root retouch so that their hair grows in naturally? Like there wasn't as much exploration and learning around it. And so through the years, as I was learning more about my client's hair and watching it get more gray and trying to figure out how it worked, I started to offer different options. Like I remember early on, there was this gal, she just had like a gray patch, like right by her ear, but she liked to come in for a haircut. And I was like, we don't have to color all of it. Let's just color that spot. And so for like that season, I like made a menu item. So I just called it like the spot. And I charged her like 25 bucks and I'd put it on right at the start of her haircut. I'd dry cut her hair and then I'd like let her sit, I think for another like 10 minutes. And I told her it won't cover it completely, but it'll like conceal it enough. And then we'd rinse and blow dry and finish her haircut. And it just like got rid of that little spot, but it prevented her from having to cover all of the gray where another stylist might've just said, oh no, we have to color all of it. So it connects. But having that creativity and then hearing another stylist who was doing this same approach with Sarah Jessica Parker in this article, like it, it made me feel like I was a good hairdresser (laughs) because I'm like, oh my gosh, this celebrity who I think is iconic has a hairdresser who is subscribing to the same thing I am like really believing in. And it just felt so good because she talked about how they really don't cover the gray. They just blend it. They put like a semi-permanent or a demi-gloss on it sometimes just to tame it. But really like they don't put permanent hair color on it. And they're just letting it grow through with doing like more highlights and dimensional color. And sometimes her color appointments will look different than other ones just because of what's going on because more gray comes in. And then sometimes you're maintaining the level of gray that you've had. So I just. I love that she's another example of here's how you can do it. So we know that she's probably got, I think she has owned that she's gotten Botox, but I don't think she's had any other work done. And that's like another level of somebody as opposed to Pamela Anderson that is like, here's how I'm doing it. I'm like embracing it and kind of like sprinkling some like glitter and fairy dust on it. So I feel like girly and good, but I'm not, I'm not hiding it. I'm not defying it. So it's just having another reference point is just so, so important, I think, for women because we are visual learners, a lot of us. And it doesn't mean you have to mimic them entirely, but you can get inspired by somebody for sure that way. And I love that. Um, The other person I love seeing in the media, and I respect her too because she looks damn good, is Kris Jenner. I mean, I'm not like a diehard Kardashian fan, but I do like to watch the show now on Hulu and she really owns the work that she's gotten done. She takes you in with her (laughs) and she does cover the gray. She gets, you know, her roots done. She conceals it. She gets the surgery. She gets the treatments to 
really change how she looks outside to match how she looks on the inside. And I would say when we see people like, gosh, she looks really good. That is that. That is the, they've gotten the outside to mimic the inside because she really is so like poised and charismatic and she's young, you know, like at heart. And she's made sure that her appearance kind of is in alignment with how she feels on the inside. And again, it's just another example to women that we really haven't had as openly in the world of like social celebrity examples that take you through that process. And so I love being in this era that we're in where there is more transparency. There is more sharing because of social media. There is more like resources and content to sift through to find what works best for you. And also all of that can be very overwhelming and kind of harmful if you haven't done the work on yourself to get clear on it. So going through all the conversations we've had with like the Aging Well series and all these different women, they all talked about the mindset. And I love talking about the mindset. Like you have to figure out what matters to you and do it. Because if you wait, it's too late. If you just fester over it. You're just adding to that inner dialogue of like, I am not enough. I am not happy. I am not worthy. I am not pretty. I am too old. Like those words that you think, even if you're not saying them, but I know a lot of people are saying those things, they do wear on you. And that brings in the ageism. And so if doing something is going to make you feel better, go do it. I know things cost money. But like Heather told us, like where money goes, it allows it to flow. (laughs) So I just like, we have to like really open up our mind with this whole like concept of getting older as a society and talking about it and and acknowledging that everybody's experiences is mild, mildly different or magnificently different, but it's theirs and we want them to do it well. We want to do it well ourselves. And the outside should feel like the inside. So I don't know. I just hope that as you've listened to some of these conversations, it has hit some inside part of yourself that gives you permission to look that direction or go a little deeper. Or maybe it's allowed you to have a conversation around this topic with somebody in your community or your social circle or at work because having the conversations about these topics are what brings in ease. I'm going to like let that sit for a minute. Saying these things out loud and having the conversations about our like navigation of the aging process really about anything is what brings in ease. We feel so much less alone. And I mean, I get to do that all day as a hairdresser. So it's like I I do have a very different feeling about it because I get to hear and see and experience life through the lens of every single person who puts their little butt in my chair. And in my head, I think like, gosh, everybody like 
should have access to knowing that like we're all going through this (laughs) and you can if you listen to this podcast (laughs) but not everybody does I mean my mom like she and I have had really sweet conversations about it where she's like yeah I just I don't want to talk about that because I don't want people to have any certain kind of feeling about it and I'm I just look at her and I'm like if you knew how many women I hear share that same sentiment or that same experience or a similar one, you'd realize you could talk to anybody about it and nobody would ever judge you. Or if they were judging you, then that just gives you some real good clarity that that's not my person. Um, and so I just hope that as these conversations progress, whether it's about aging or motherhood or beauty trends or my life or whatever, there's things that you can pull from it that you can elaborate the thought in the conversation with somebody else so that we can start to change some of this narrative and not call it anti-aging, but call it aging well or self-preservation and just hold ourselves a little bit sweeter than we used to. So figure out if you are like resonant with a Pamela, a Sarah, not me, but Sarah Jessica Parker or a Chris, Chris Jenner, and let me know. I would love to know like, okay, she's kind of where I'm going. Like, Not that you have to be exactly those people, but who are you? Like I'm, I'm with Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm with you. I love it. So I hope you guys have the best week and weekend. We are, I'm like entering when I'm recording this, it's like right before Halloween. So we are excited for Halloween. So I'm excited that we're in this holiday spirit. It's going to be a great little like time of year for everyone to just enjoy the best we can. Life's been heavy. So I hope you have a good one and I'll catch you next time between appointments. Hi guys, welcome to Between Appointments Podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and this is where I dive into conversations, topics, trends, and all the things in between that clients bring into the shop while I'm doing their hair. These conversations are so big, broad, and fun that they belong in the ears of many. So thanks for being here, and let's get into it.